Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizaki. Welcome to another edition of Growing in Grace. Mike Kapler, I'm Cap, along with uh, Joel Brzezicki. Hey, Joel, how's it going? Well, hey there, Cap. I'm trying to do my DJ voice today. <laughs> you know, we want people to know we're in radio. We are in radio. We're located in uh, Waterloo and Cedar Rapids, Iowa. That's eastern Iowa. We don't have much going on in Iowa. We just sit around and talk about the gospel and watch the corn grow, mostly. That's all there is to do here. (laughs) (laughs) And that's not such a bad thing. It may not be the most exciting thing, but, uh, you know, the crime rate is low and the cost of living is better and all of that. Well, hey, if this is your first time listening to us, uh, we are involved in a a contemporary Christian music station in uh, Waterloo and Cedar Rapids, Iowa. We've been doing this uh, since 1994 as far as doing radio, our our Growing in Grace program. We've just been doing uh, since earlier this year, of course. But um, we'd like to just take about 15 minutes each week and have some informal discussion on on the gospel and, and hopefully learn just a little bit more about the goodness of God in the process. So thanks for being with us. Well, Cap, you and I, sometimes we start talking about something and we go on something else. Well, my small group, we're known for going off on little rabbit trails, too. And, uh, in fact, we just spent our fourth week last night on the book of Titus, which is just a three-chapter book. But we we kept on going off on some rabbit trails. And one of the rabbit trails we sort of went off on last night, I, I asked him, sort of jokingly, but uh, being real serious, knowing that this was something you and I were going to talk about today, has anyone in here ever been convicted of righteousness? And do you have that uh, the the scripture in front of you, Cap? Or do you want me to read it from John 16? I do have it in front of me. Uh, this is New King James here, Joel, and and uh, I know that I think the Old King James uses the word uh, reprove instead of convict. Um, but uh, and speaking of the Holy Spirit, this is Jesus talking. We're kind of picking up in the middle of a passage here, but and when He has come, when the Spirit has come. He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. It goes on to say, of sin because they do not believe, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Yeah, kind of, yeah, it, it's something that, it, it's, it's real easy to just kind of glance glance over that. Just, you know, it's just, it's it's actually, there's a lot of red letters here. If you're reading a lead ver, you know, red letter version of the Bible, Jesus is talking, you know, saying a lot here. It's easy to just read past that, but what was that second thing? You know, the, well, the first thing really, the spirit will convict the world of sin because of, and it says because they don't believe. And here we have Christians in the church today talking about being convicted of sin, but the only reason that they should be convicted of sin is if they're walking in unbelief. But we've come to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, so the spirit instead. What we're getting out of this verse is that he he convicts us of righteousness. You know that's an interesting concept because almost all of my Christian life I had uh, kind of belonged to what you had talked about just a few seconds ago. Uh, God was always convicting me of sin. That's what that was the language that we would use a lot of times in our church circles, and and I, uh, many still do today, of course, because we haven't really understood. Uh, the revelation of righteousness that comes with this gospel yet. And so uh, a lot of times we're saying, oh, yeah, the Lord convicted me of that sin. 
And this is after we're Christians, after we're believers. And you're right, Joel, this is one of the, there's a lot of red letters here, and it's real easy to fly through these verses sometimes because you know the crucifixion's coming in a couple of chapters, and you just want to get to some of this other stuff you're more, more familiar with. It's really easy to skip over something like this. He's, he convicts the world of sin because they do not believe in me. In other words, uh, the Spirit of God is there to show people that they have a problem in their life and, and God wants to do something in their life that they will begin to understand, and, and that is, of course, to come to Christ. To be convicted of sin by the Holy Spirit is for those who don't believe. For the believer, the Spirit is there to remind you of the fact that you have been made righteous. It's not your righteousness again, it's God's righteousness in you. The rest of the New Testament is, is so, it's just so wonderful to have a lot of these letters from Paul and some words in Hebrews and other places that that really verify the fact that we've been made righteous. We've become righteous. Uh, we're not sinners anymore. Yes, there's sin that's there. We do sin, but the Bible says that that's not us. That's just sin in us. But what we have become, our, our true identity, has become the actual, factual righteousness of God. In 1 Corinthians it says that, it is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God, that is, our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. And, and what would be the opposite of that is if we're continually walking around feeling convicted of our sin, feeling bad and guilty about our sin, how would we boast in the Lord if we're feeling so bad about ourselves all the time? Hmm. Well, that's a good point. I mean, because many of us as believers walk around with that kind of uh, so-called conviction, that, that, that feeling of, I'm just not measuring up. I, I'm, I'm this new creation, and I'm just not measuring up. I've got all these problems still taking place in my life. And, and they're still looking at, at the outward man rather than the change that has taken place on the inside. Jesus actually rebuked the Pharisees for, for something similar to that. He, he said, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you cleanse the outside of the cup, but inside they're, you know, they're full of extortion and self-indulgence. You need to clean the inside of the cup and dish, and the outside will then be clean. He said, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you're like whitewashed tombs. You appear beautiful outwardly, but inside you're full of dead man's bones and all in cleanness. Outside you appear righteous, but inside you're full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. The, the point is, is that on the inside, even though they appeared righteous on the outside, they hadn't received the gift of righteousness. They were trying to attain to righteousness by what they do, or even what they look like. They tried to appear righteous by what they did, but inside they were ju they were just dead. The opposite of that is receiving the gift, the, the gift that God gives us of righteousness. And then we're not only clean on the inside, but what pours out of us, what comes out, is also clean. Well, and, and here we've got the Spirit of God living in us. This is one of those things that I think I take for granted. It's, it's not something I'm, I'm always even spiritually conscious of. I know it to be true, but it's just not something I'm spiritually conscious of. And, and Jesus went on to say, 
uh, in John chapter 16 where we started, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He's called the spirit of truth. He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Um, the spirit of God is always going to be there to lead, to guide us, to, to bring comfort. He's also referred to as, as the comforter. Uh, we just found out that he is there also to um, convince us. Another word for uh, convict is convince, uh, to exhort. And he's, he's there to help remind us that we have been made righteous. And I just think that's fantastic because <clears throat> I've heard a lot of um, different things about the Holy Spirit over the years. One of those things that I haven't heard much about is that he's there to remind me that I'm always righteous because of Jesus. Oh, that's 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 just a great point. That's that's awesome because it it is so easy to to read these things in the Bible, uh, to read about what we are, and, and and to have a conscience, you know, an awareness of of what God has made us to be. But just knowing it is it's so much different than the Spirit of Truth revealing it to us and encouraging us in it and guiding us in it and keeping us walking in that way so i think that since we're not so aware a lot of us of of the holy spirit i mean he's holy and he's spirit it's god who's guiding us since we're not aware of that we tend to be more aware of our failures and we're more conscious of the fleshly things even even the good things that we could do on in a fleshly sense and instead instead of the holy spirit working in us and through us and, and being conscious of that. I talked to somebody today who um, grew up as uh, the daughter of a pastor and um, a good evangelical church pastor, all right, and uh, a PK's kid, as, as they say. And she said that you can imagine what some of the families of pastors go through in some churches without getting real negative here. They went through some tough times, you know, and the things that people said. And as a pastor's daughter, as a child, I'm not just talking about a grown-up daughter. She's grown up now. She's in her 20s, but uh, closer to 30 years old probably. But when she was a child, there were always people coming to her parents or to somebody at the church and saying, I saw your daughter saying this. I saw your daughter doing that. And they kind of expect, you know, the pastor's family to be the, the perfect role model, the uh, almost of a angelic descent of some kind. And it, it, it affected her in such a way, you know, this, this fact that she couldn't live up to everybody else's expectations. When she got into college, she said, I'm done with church. I'm just through with it. And she stayed out for a couple of years. Now, I'm not a pastor's kid, but I know a lot of people uh, that have been in church, and for one reason or another, they may not be for the same reasons that, that she did, but for one reason or another, they get to the point where they say, I can't do this anymore. And they just decide to stay away from church altogether. Yeah, and that's a tough place to be. You know, I've, I've been there, too. I'm a PK myself, a pastor's kid. I grew up with, you know, my dad is a pastor, and I, you know, I, I know that, my parents probably didn't share a lot of the heat that they got from people, but I know I know that they, uh, you know, you know, a lot of pressure is put on on parents. And, and what I'm talking about is heat because of the things, some of the things I did. <laughs> and you know, I had my name in the newspaper probably more than would have been nice for their, you know, for a preacher's kid. But the, the pressure then kind of fell on me to perform, and I kind of, in a sense, rebelled against that. Uh, because I thought that 
all these expectations around me. It's something that I couldn't fulfill, and I kind of, I just, I, I thought that if I, if I go to church, people are going to be looking at me and judging me. And for three or four years, I didn't go to church myself, and it was all because of of the pressures of of trying to uphold this this righteous standing that I knew I couldn't that I couldn't live up to myself. And it wasn't until I, you know, years later when I came to realize that. You know, the righteousness, no matter what people say about me, the righteousness that God has given me supersedes my own righteousness or my own lack of righteousness. And, and I had, and, and that has been so encouraging to me. And the Holy Spirit, through, through other people and through my own Bible reading, uh, has, has encouraged me in this over, you know, a long stretch of time. And I'm still growing in it. Sometimes I still have a hard time seeing myself the way that, that God has made me to be the, the the truth the truth that I have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus it's, but but day by day the more that I focus on what God and another thing that I was sharing with uh, our small group last night was that you have all these exhortations we are reading Titus about the qualifications for an elder and and all of these things to deny ungodliness and to walk in righteousness we have all these exhortations of how to live but there's little bits of nuggets and pieces that Paul puts in there that really are the foundation. It's not just... Paul doesn't just talk about grace for the sake of, well, i got to talk about grace now, but the, the grace is the foundation. God saved us, not because of righteous things that we've done, but because of His mercy. He poured out the Spirit on us generously through Jesus, uh, so that having been justified by His grace, we should become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. It's another verse that we kind of can skim over, but you get into the meat of that, and there's a foundation of life in the Spirit, life in Christ, that makes all the rest of it happen. Well, we're out of time for this uh, for this week on Growing in Grace. Uh, hopefully you'll be able to check us out next week again. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.